podcast. You can find those uh, on betonline.net as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's betonline.net. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, For this week, I wanted to recap college football's uh, week one slate of games. I wanted to get into the NFL's first week of games, and we'll do do a weekly uh, segment where I pick a few games and we'll do a parlay. And we'll see if we win or not. And then we'll we'll break down each game there. So I'll only do probably like five to seven picks, uh, depending on the odds. Um, and I'll only put, you know, a small amount, like $10, $20. Um, so it's nothing crazy. I don't have to go to any, any counseling or anything. I don't have to call a number. It's just fun. Okay. So let's not, let's not get crazy. I don't, I, no one should be alarmed for me. Right. <laughs> so uh, we'll get started there. So first, we'll recap the games for the college football season for week one. Um, had some big matchups there. Uh, Clemson ranked number four this year. Uh, they won 41-10. to 10. Um, They're expected to be really good this year and make it to the co- college football championship. Um, they do have um, a new quarterback there, uh, but uh, what's his – I forget what his name. I can't pronounce his name. The first quarterback that they had who – Struggled a lot in, in certain moments uh, last year, but they seem to have bounced back so far. Uh, but they just played Georgia Tech, so this should be fine. Uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State, that was the big game of the week. Uh, Ohio State closed them out 21-10. to Pretty low-scoring game for the most part. Um, I mean, I didn't think Notre Dame had a chance in that game. I don't, I'm not even sure why they're ranked fifth, honestly. Um, Ohio State has a um, has a clear path, I think, this year to make the college football playoff again. Um, I mean, every year you could either pick Ohio State, Alabama, even Clemson, or um, I guess uh, Georgia. Probably Georgia will probably be back there. Um, speaking of Georgia, uh, not a good look for the Pac-12. Uh, Oregon ranked number eleventh. Uh, you know that they have that that big weekend that kickoff game uh playing georgia the defending champs georgia has a complete like new defense right and most of their their defensive players that they had last year went to the nfl um but they still just absolutely destroyed oregon 49 to 3 just complete dominance uh from georgia the entire game um they look like they're going to repeat or at least have a chance at the end of the season to repeat um, while Alabama also uh, destroyed their matchup there. But uh, for Oregon in the Pac-12, just uh, another embarrassing loss. Uh, you know, the year before, Oregon played Auburn. They had a chance to win. Um, you know, it was a closer game. But this year, they just did not have a chance. You could tell the difference in, in recruits, in programs, uh, even quarterback play when Bo Nix uh, transferred from uh, Auburn was, you know, a, a, a better rated quarterback than the quarterback that uh, Georgia has, uh, you know, so 
uh, not a good look for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has two teams ranked high like that, or three, including USC. Uh, the other one was Utah. Utah is ranked number seven. Um, you know, they've been good last few years, uh, been building a really strong program there. Um, great team there. I mean, well, good team, but then once they play uh, bigger schools, like they played Ohio State last year, just not a good game for them. Uh, this year, they already lost their first game. Uh, lost to Florida 29-26. So I think now the clear shot here for the Pac-12 to do anything relevant at all is uh, for USC to win out and have a good year. You know, they, they scored 66 on Rice, but, you know, they played Rice, right? So they won 66-14. to 14. Um, So, yeah, not a good luck. And then uh, let's see what other matchups we have here. Um, those were pretty much the only big ones. Um, didn't really see anything that was shocking, I guess. I guess I was shocked that Utah lost to Florida. But Florida has been – they've been a rebuilding program. You know, they're trying to get back to – uh, relevance that they had before you know they've had they've shown flashes here and there um, I am excited about USC with um, Cliff Kingsbury there not Cliff Kingsbury um, Lincoln Riley different young offensive guru type guy uh, but yeah with uh, Lincoln Riley and all the transfers that he got to go to USC with him you know he's gonna recruit right there in the LA area so I'm excited for him to hopefully get USC back to prominence hopefully helps to get the Pac-12 not that he cares because uh, they're leaving the Pac-12 and go to the Big Ten but in the meantime hopefully get some relevance for the Pac-12 uh, because it's already it's already looking bleak and as soon as all the teams and schools start leaving then it's like okay well what do you do with the rest of the schools anyway I know I keep talking about it but it's just very disappointing for me I hate it um, there's also no, um, it, it's like, the, it's the same teams. There's no depth as far as universities go. Um, it's, it's just the same schools who make it to the, at the end. Right. Um, and you know, they schedule these games five years out and for schools like Oregon, you know, to go out and play the defending champion, it's really good for Oregon as a program and also for the PAC 12 as a conference, right? Because it shows, it puts them in a marquee game where everyone's watching them, right? And uh, it it'll showcase if you know Oregon plays well, it'll showcase the Pac-12 and Oregon as a program, and it helps get recruits, puts the conference back in on the map. But you know, as we saw for this game, Georgia just completely embarrassed the conference and and uh, the University of Oregon. Um, so looking forward to next week, uh, a couple good games, I guess. Not that many good games. Uh, BYU, ranked 25th, playing Baylor, ranked 10th. Um, kind of interesting, I guess, Alabama playing Texas. You know, you have Texas joining the SEC uh, next year, I believe. So now they'll get a little taste of what they signed up for, and I expect Alabama to beat them 45-10. to 10. Um, so that'll be exciting to see. Um, and then let's see what else. I think that's it for college football. Um, you know, everyone's happy. Uh, football's back. Uh, some of the college football games weren't as good as uh, I, I had hoped. But um, we'll get into the NFL. So as far as the NFL, uh, first game is tomorrow. Remember, you have to stream it. You can't just watch it on cable like the other games. You have to have Amazon Prime. You have to have a login. You have to stream it. 
it's annoying. I might not even be able to watch it. So, and that is, uh, what game is that? That is probably going to be one of the best games of the week because it's the Bills and the Rams. We're not going to include that game in our parlay at all um, just because it's too close as far as, um, you know, talent-wise for teams. I'm going to try to pick teams that I, I know, I feel confident in, and then pick a couple upsets to get the odds a little bit higher so we could get a bigger return. Um, so here we'll start with, okay, so let's see, the Ravens and the Jets playing in New York. Uh, Lamar Jackson is back. Um, the Baltimore defense is back fully healthy, pretty much. Uh, so this team will be a lot better this year. Um, and then for the Jets, Zach Wilson, he might play. He might not play. Um, it's still kind of up in the air. Coming back from injury, young team, still trying to figure out their pieces. Their offensive line is a little bit better. Um, but right now, the Ravens are favored. They're a minus 330. So we'll go ahead and click on the Ravens there. Um, so I like to get all the games in on one day. So I don't like to pick Thursday and then Monday because I don't want to wait until that next day to know if I won some money or not. So I usually do, I'll do like all the Sunday games and then I'll, I'll, I'll have a little nightcap. I'll pick the, uh, the Sunday night game. If the Monday night game is like a lock for me, in my opinion, I'll pick the Monday night game just, you know, since it, if it'll be easy win there for me. Um, let's see, Browns and Panthers. Now this one is, it can go either way for me. Um, you know, the Panthers don't have a lot of weapons outside of Christian McCaffrey, but you know, uh, defensively the Browns have a really good defense and you know, those guys probably want to get at Baker. Baker wants to win, wants to beat his old team. Uh, I'm going to take the Panthers and Baker Mayfield. It seems like a game for him to where he's he's gonna win. He just has that extra attitude for this game. I don't know why. I just feel like you know with, with everything that happened there in Cleveland, um, I think Baker's gonna win that. Uh, the Browns are kind of in flux. You know um, they don't they didn't get better at the wide receiver position, um, and you know they pretty much just have uh, Nick Chubb there. Cream Hunt already asked for a trade. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will be their quarterback, but their defense is really good. Um, but I'm still, I'll still take the Panthers for that game. Okay, next game is Colts and Texans playing in Houston. Uh, Houston, I think they're playing uh, Davis Mills as their quarterback. Uh, they have that better uh, rookie running back. Um, and he, who else? Brandon Cook. So they have some pieces, not a lot. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing. They're one of the older teams in the league. Uh, the Colts are great. They have a great defense. Um, great offensive line. The best running back in the NFL in Jonathan Taylor. Their only glaring weakness was the quarterback position, and they upgraded from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. Um, so that one is an easy pick. I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts to win that one. Jacksonville Jaguars and Washington Commanders. Uh, the Commanders are favored. Uh, they're minus 140. Uh, I, I just, I don't know with this one. Um, I, I want to pick the Jaguars because, you know, Doug Peterson, new head coach, um, you know, they had some changes and, uh, they have Travis Etienne back. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has another year under his belt. They signed a bunch of, um, weapons offensively for him. And, um, so I'm going to pick the Jaguars. That one is an upset. Uh, but just something about the commanders and Carson Wentz, and then when he puts that uniform on, I just don't trust it. I just don't trust it. It just seems like it's going to be bad. Um, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots. 
So the Dolphins are favored. They're uh, minus 175. And, you know, we should probably pick the Dolphins here. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, um, they do have a solid defense there. Um, Mike McDaniel is a head coach there now, and he was a you know offensive specialist with the 49ers. So their offense is going to be a lot better, but, you know, it depends on if you rely on if you can rely on Tua or not. Um, Patriots, a lot of people are kind of negative on the Patriots here because of the, the whole offensive quarter, offensive coordinator situation and, you know, who's calling the plays, Mac Jones, and, you know, they don't really trust uh, Bill Belichick right now, even though he has all those uh, championship rings there. Um, but I still can't go against Bill Belichick here. So I'm taking the Patriots at plus 150. They're not favored to win that game. Uh, New Orleans Saints, Atlanta Falcons. The Saints are favored, minus 230. Jameis Winston's back. Uh, it seems like Michael Thomas is healthy now. Uh, still have Alvin Kamara. They still have some stars on defense. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be a lot more improved this year. I think they're going to surprise some people and actually flirt with the playoff spot. I'm not sure. Well, now that there's seven spots, I think realistically they could probably make it. I'm not sure if they will. Um, but that division outside of Tampa Bay is very winnable, I think. Um, and the Saints have owned Tampa Bay in the regular season. So realistically, they can. They can um, make the playoffs. And the Falcons, they just don't have any weapons, really. Uh, they have Desmond Ritter was the quarterback I talked about in the last episode. Quarterback from Cincinnati. He's a backup right now, starting Marcus Mariota. See what happens. You know, I like Mariota. Um, but, you know, outside of Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, they don't have anything, really, you know. And um, their biggest issues have been on defense. They've had some big holes on defense. Haven't improved much at all. Um, so I'm picking the Saints at minus 230. Uh, let's see another one. Um, Philadelphia Eagles are favored minus 200. I'm going all in on these Lions. I don't know why. I've just, I like the Lions. Um, it's, you know, just with Jared Goff. Um, like the running back situa- situation, Amon Ron St. Brown, their receiver from USC, is very talented. Um, you know, their offensive line has improved. Um, you know, they play a lot more physical than, you know, past Lions teams have. Um, so I'm picking up, I'm picking the upset, I'm picking the Lions at plus 170. So you can see here already, we're, we're getting a little bit crazy here. There's, we have, we've picked three upsets already now. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are favored minus 280. You know, I, if they won the Super Bowl, I would have said possibly a Super Bowl hangover, but they returned, they went last year. They had an appearance when, you know, a lot of people didn't think they would go that far. Um, so I would say that they're hungrier this year, get another year of Joe Burrow under, under their belt there. Um, so with the Steelers, you know, they're, they're a really good team actually, right? They're just a quarterback short of being relevant in the playoffs and, and, you know, and doing big things, right? Cause uh, Mike Tomlin is a hall of fame coach and he makes the most of what he has, right? Like Ben Roethlisberger, it was a complete shell of his former self, but you know, he, they were able to manage, they, they made the playoffs, even though they played poorly, they were still able to make the playoffs and he had a decent season, uh, stats wise, but um, here I'll pick the Bengals here at uh, minus 280. Um, they did improve their offensive line, and um, you know they, they should be better this year, realistically. Uh, this one's a lock for me Chicago Bears, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 49ers are at minus 
310. Um, they have all the weapons offensively and defensively. Great offensive line, great defensive line. They're, they have no weak spots on that team except for the quarterback position because, as I've mentioned many times here on this podcast, they don't know what they're doing with, uh, with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, right? But I thought the right move this whole time was to keep Jimmy Garoppolo because he's the one... He's he's gotten you to the Super Bowl. He had you were you had a chance to win the Super Bowl if you made one big throw, right? You didn't get blown out in the Super Bowl. Made it to two NFC Championship games. You know he's been a leader in that locker room, right? And I think those guys love playing for him. And I don't think they liked how he was being treated, really. And um, I think that was part of the issue with Debo Samuel and why he wanted out and all this stuff. And you know also the wide back situation there, but. Um, you know, this is a good game for Trey Lance to, you know, get a feel for the regular season and and really take command of that offense in that locker room. Um, since the Bears have no weapons defensively or offensively, they just have they're a completely depleted roster outside of Justin Fields. Like they, he has the worst offensive line. He's gonna be running for his life this year, and uh, no wide receivers. Just terrible. Um, it's not a good situation in Chicago. Uh, I don't even know if they're tanking. They're like they're not doing anything to support Justin Fields. So they might lose the most games in the. They might not win any games this year, or they might win two or three games. I forgot what their over under was, but uh, I would take the under whatever it is. So 49ers at minus three ten. Another one is the Vikings and Packers. We'll take the Packers at minus one twenty five. I know there's been a lot of talk about. The weapons, the wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers has, and you know they're all young and all this stuff. But you know, um, they're they only lost uh, Devontae Adams, the greatest uh, wide receiver in the league right now, probably one or two. Um, but something about Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings, like he, like he said, he owns them. Um, the Vikings, they don't, they never stand a chance, right, against the Packers. But um, they have a, they do have a really good offense, um, you know, just led by Kirk Cousins. I know everyone says has something negative to say about Kirk Cousins, but he's a serviceable, cute quarterback, more than service, serviceable at times. But it's just the big games, the big lights that don't work for him. But um, I'll take the Packers in that one. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Arizona Cardinals. This one is another lock for me. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs at minus two sixty. They're favoring that one. Uh, the Cardinals. I just, I, I just feel like it's a mess this year i don't think they're gonna win as many games i it seems like very six and eleven seven and ten type season where you know they'll show flashes some games Kyler murray will look like an mvp other games they're they'll just figure them out you know and everyone's talking about the hollywood brown acquisition but i mean you know he he didn't do anything in in Baltimore, really, you know, I think his most famous thing is that he's he's cousins with Antonio Brown, but he's not as talented as Antonio Brown. So, um, I, I don't I don't believe in the uh, Kyler Murray Cliff Kingsbury um, matchup there or the 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 um, the relationship the connection there. Um, I do trust the Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes situation there, and uh, I think. So they're favored by six, and I think it'll it'll be a wider margin than that. Um, Las Vegas Raiders and Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not touching this game. This game, it could go either way. Uh, the Chargers are favored, uh, are favored, and it's uh, minus 170. They're favored by three and a half points. 
Um, I'm not taking that at all. Um, I because this one, you know, like I said, could go either way. The Raiders improved in a lot of ways, right? And so did the Chargers. Uh, just the AFC West in general. I'd be scared to bet on any of those games because you know you, you just you don't know where those are gonna go. Um, Giants and Titans. Um, I like the Titans in this one because I don't know about the Giants and Daniel Jones. Um, you know, they're still just not consistent enough for me. Uh, the Titans aren't either, but you know, if they just give it to Derrick Henry, they should be fine. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, after that terrible playoff game last year, he should be okay for the start of the season. Um, I expect Derrick Henry to rush for 200 yards that first game. Um, so we'll take the Titans at minus 245. Buccaneers and Cowboys, this one's another lock for me. Uh, Buccaneers are only favored by two and a half points. I think the line moved a little bit before because of the whole Brady situation and, you know, his personal life, which, you know, it seems like it was more him and Giselle having their uh, having some marriage conflicts. But he's back and he's focused, I think. Um, obviously, he has some stuff in his personal life. But I think once he gets back, that's him saying, telling the team, hey, I'm ready to go, right? Cowboys, they've lost some people on their offensive line. So, um, you know, Dak will have to get rid of the ball quicker. They lost some depth at the wide receiver position. So they're not as good as last year. They didn't make any moves to improve, um, so they might struggle. But you know, I still have them winning. You know, ten games this year, which would be easy with that division. Um, so I'll take the Buccaneers at minus one thirty-five. Broncos and Seahawks. Uh, this one. Oh wait, that's a Monday night game. So I'm not taking that Monday night game here. Okay, so we'll see. So I'm making thirteen picks. So it's 13 picks, and if we add all of these up, all the odds, my odds here are a plus 71316. So a plus 71,316, right? So if I put, let me see, if I just put $10 on this bet, I would win, and I get all these picks right. So I have some upsets here. Like we said, let's review those. The Lions beating the Eagles. In Detroit and then I also have the Patriots beating the Dolphins and then I have the Jaguars beating the Commanders and that's it those are the only upsets that I have so look let's see so if I put ten dollars down I would win seven thousand one hundred thirty one dollars let's see if I just did twenty so twenty dollars oh twenty dollars would double it I would win fourteen thousand two hundred sixty three dollars so should we go, let's go $20. Let's see what happens if I just put $20. So I'll put $20 down and then we'll see if I win 14,263. Obviously that's before the taxes come out, before they take it from me. But uh, yeah, so that's what I have here. And then next week we'll recap that and I'll let you guys know if I won that or not. Uh, so that'll be pretty exciting, that'll be fun. Um, so let's see what, what else are we going to discuss? So we're, I wanted to discuss some baseball news. Um, you know, the season is winding down here. Aaron judge is just going crazy with his home runs. He's hit 55 home runs. Um, the Yankees are five and five, the last 10 games. So they have been struggling still. They've won four straight, but, uh, he's been amazing. And I expect the Yankees to re-sign him to $300 million there. 
Um, let's see what else the Rays there are 77 58 um, they've had a pretty good season but you know they're always scary once the postseason starts even they find ways to win um, and the Yankees have been yeah you know they start off really strong and then they start struggling um, in the AOS the Astros are leading 88 and 49 Mariners are having a really good season actually 77 60 so they they might make the playoffs right we've been Saved that for the last few years, and then towards the end, they just kind of crumble there. But um, so there's hope there. Uh, National League East. So the Mets gave up their lead for the first time this year since April to the Braves, but now they have it back. So right now they lead uh, 87 and 51, and then the Braves are 86 and 51, um, and then the Cardinals there are 81 and 56, which is a great story for the Cardinals and Albert Pujols for his last year. Yadier Molina's last year, and you know they're in first place, leading the division, a chance to make the playoffs, give them a nice, um, you know, run around the bases for the last time. Um, you know, as he closes in on 700 home runs, I think he's four home runs away, um, so that's exciting. And then the National League West, you have the Dodgers at 94, 942. Uh, they've been the most consistent team pretty much all year, so we'll see how that goes during the postseason. Uh, Padres kind of underachieving again, 76 and 62. Uh, and then let's see for the wild card part of it. The wild card is for, for this year, they, uh, they extended that by one team, I believe. So uh, like every league is extending is expanding playoffs, right? Cause it's more money and it keeps more of the fan bases engaged, more of the teams engaged as well. Um, so for the wild card here uh, in the National League, you have the Braves are up to ten and a half games on that one. Uh, but the the next two spots after that are the Phillies at seventy five and sixty one, and then the Padres at seventy six and sixty two. And then the next team after that that has a chance that's four games out is Milwaukee Brewers. And then after that, all the other teams are probably out, like the Giants uh, at sixty five and seventy. They're nine and a half games away from. Uh, from a playoff spot so that's uh yeah which you know the which is interesting because the 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 diamondbacks are 10 games back and then the rockies are 17 games back so the national league west has all three teams back to back there um and then for the american league you have the tampa bay rays 77 58 one and a half games up and then the Mariners have that second spot at 77 and 60. And then it's the Blue Jays at 76 and 60. And then after that, you have uh, the Orioles at 72 and 65, four and a half games back. And then I would say the Twins and the White Sox still have a slight chance there. So um, exciting time for baseball. Um, once, you know, everything gets close to the playoffs, that's when it, it gets really exciting there. So. Um, I went to the movies recently. I want to give you guys a movie review. Um, Emily the Criminal, um, starring Aubrey Plaza. Uh, she plays a uh, a young woman who is in deep debt, with student debt, and she was, you know, a she has a criminal record, so she struggles getting jobs and stuff. So didn't finish her degree, so she starts getting into. Uh, illegal jobs with someone and then forms a relationship and then it's just about her kind of navigating her new criminal life and you know that being her main job and source of income um, it's definitely a thriller uh, kept me uh, into it 
the entire time I was very interested in sitting at the edge of my seat there. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. It was um, pretty packed. I went on, it was on the third. It was like they had the, it was like national go to the movies day or whatever. And tickets were $3. So I bought two and, you know, it was like with tax and stuff. It was only like nine, $9.30 or something. So, so that was a great deal. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I love going to the movies still. So I'm glad that's kind of making a comeback. Uh, there was a lot of people there. Uh, you know what? What bothered me though is like people don't know how to people don't understand line etiquette anymore. So there's two registers, and uh, there's a long line for wait to wait for popcorn. I'm already aggravated because I started missing the previews, and I hate missing previews, right? And I was already, I was already heated. I'm like, okay, fuck. I'm like, the movie starts at fucking seven forty. I'm like, and I look at my phone. It's seven forty two. I'm like, okay, I like to be in the theater at least five minutes prior with all my popcorn and stuff ready to go because preferably I like to be there when the lights are still on and then you get to see like the like the little shows before the previews where like Mario Lopez does like a trivia game with some TikTok person or with some actor I don't know but I see that's when I like to go in so anyway I'm in line right and there's so many people there I'm like the seventh or eighth person in line but there's two registers, but everyone's standing in, uh, in in front of, like, in between both. So then whoever's next at the register, they call whoever's next, right? Some people, some places do that. So you have to respect whoever started this, this line that way. You have to respect that, right? You can't just walk up into the next register because then you're cutting all those people who had already been waiting there, right? That's what I would think, but no... These people started standing at the second register. So I'm just like, I'm like, there's no way these people are cutting. So I, I turn around, look at the other people. I'm seeing, I'm trying to, to, you know, survey the line, you know, to see I'm like, okay, one of these people, have, they have to have my back, right? They have to also agree with me. So this lady behind me kind of gives me, I give her a look like, hey, like, what do you think? You know, are, are we both going to jump on this person or we're just going to let these people go? So then these people start ordering. I'm like, no way. So I'm like, okay, I'll let the first two slide. They start ordering, and then these other people, these other people come in behind them. I'm like, okay, now I gotta say something. I'm like, hey guys, I'm like, we did the one line system. We're not doing the two line system. I'm like, we're all in line. You just cut in front, and and then the, the guy goes, oh no, I'm 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 in line right here. I'm like, yeah, we we've, we've all just been waiting here. And I look around, no backup, no one says anything. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, well, who the hell am I? I'm like, I can't enforce this. I'm like, but I mean, if you see one line there, you have to have the line etiquette. You have to understand the line etiquette and then stand, just follow what everyone else is doing. Don't start your own fucking line. Like you're so important. And then you're just cutting in front of all the other people. So I'm, I'm but I had no backup. So I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? I need, if like multiple people or if one other person said it with me, like, Hey man, yeah, you can't do that. And then someone jumps in with me. Then that person will be like, Oh, you know what? You guys are right. But if I'm, I'm the one guy who says something, then I'm the dick. Right. And, and then I can't, then they're like, well, I'm not gonna listen to this fucking guy. Cause he's so bothered about the line etiquette that he had to say something I'm like, yeah, it's, it's really annoying. And then, so I was already mad about that. And then I get to my seats and someone's in my seat. And I'm like, okay, you have to pick your seats before the thing. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It's, there's not as many people. There's room like right next, uh, right next to the people. So I was like, okay, you know what? I've already gotten into some other issues here while I'm at the movies. I don't need to 
have someone move. You know, so I was like, all right, I'm going to let it slide. So after that, 20 minutes into the movie, I was fine. So I kind of cooled off. But uh, but anyway, the movie was great. But all the other side stuff really annoyed me. But, um, but yeah, that's it for the podcast uh, for this week's episode. Um, so next week, we'll recap my parlay picks. Um, we'll do that fantasy football stuff that I want to do. Uh, but I didn't have time to do that today. So we'll do that uh, next week. Um, but yeah, enjoy the NFL season. And we'll uh, we'll check back next week, probably Tuesday this time. So thanks for listening. <laughs>